Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And we're going to start off with a couple of the results that have come in from the weekend of a variety of fights from around the world. Let's have a quick look here. Taking place at the Save Mart Center in Fresno, California. Former super lightweight champion Jose Carlos Ramirez defeated ex-champion Jose Pedroza by unanimous decision. And Ramirez now 27-1, 17 knockouts, went back to his winning ways. Following last May's decision, lost to Josh Taylor in a matchup for the undisputed title. Pedraza, by the way, is 29-4 with 14 knockouts, had some success in the middle rounds, keeping Ramirez at bay. But Ramirez was up by two points on all three judges' scorecards entering the 11th round, and he turned up the pressure. Scores were 116-112 on the three judges' scorecards. Ramirez said, Jose Pedraza is a smart and experienced fighter. He was going to find a way to survive and fight. He was fighting until the end of the fight. Hats off to him and his team. He was well-prepared. It was a great fight. I will come back. I will work. I will stay focused and active, Pedraza said. Good for them. Elsewhere in California, uh, the next night at the Pechanga Arena in San Diego, Nicaraguan Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez convincingly won his uh, fight by unanimous decision over intrepid, courageous Mexican Julio Cesar Ray Martinez, lifting aloft the super flyweight diamond belt of the WBC. From the outset, from the outset Roman Gonzalez, who's 34, seven years a senior, used guile, accuracy, and mobility during the first third of the fight, connecting with more power shots, especially straight right hands. The best moment of Ray was in the third when he landed a left-right combination that gave the legend pause for thought. Towards the sixth round, the Gonzalez punished Cesar with his right hand and made him stagger. But the bell saved Ray, who fought back magnificently with valor. He withstood. In the seventh, the Nicaraguan patiently maintained the onslaught level on Martinez with right leads, left hooks, sinking bodywork, and combinations which hurt Julio Cesar, who was in magnificent shape, absorbed and never stopped throwing back leather. In the eighth and ninth rounds, Ray Martinez contained the attacks of Chocolatito, trying to prudently measure his distance. He had been switching his stance to southpaw. But Roman was sweetly deflecting punches off his toffee-colored gloves and constantly snapping Ray's head back, eye-watering power punches. In the 11th round, Martinez, knowing he was well down on the cards, came out more aggressively and threw right-hand shots and wide-angled hooks. Unfazed, Roman kept coming, forcing Ray on the ropes, maintaining the unrelenting tempo which inflamed the face of his rival, who, in spite of firestorm, showed resolute heart. Roman took advantage of Ray's gnawing fatigue and punished his body. Ray responded with clipping right hands until the bell. Gonzalez, who won the WBC Diamond Belt with the win, with scores of 118, 110, 117, 111, and 116, 112. And the WBC Diamond Belt is an iconic trophy that has been awarded to commemorate special fights. Some of the previous Diamond Belt winners include Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Sergio Martinez, Mickey Garcia, Bernard Hopkins, and Canelo Alvarez. Elsewhere, let's take a quick look around the world. Oh, no, let's go. Uh, let's stay in Perchango Arena in San Diego where we saw Suleiman Kasiko retain his WBA Intercontinental Super Welterweight Championship in a tremendous performance against Mexican Fernando Valenzuela, Valenzuela Jr., whom he defeated by unanimous decision 
uh, as I said, in, in uh, it, the Prochanga Arena, which is in uh, California, San Diego, California. The Senegal-born Frenchman came out of the cards 190, 9991, 9991, after battling the Mexican fighter in a very interesting fight. For the full details of their fight, please go to boxing247.com. Elsewhere, down in Kenya, halfway around the world, at the Charter Hall in Nairobi. In his first fight back since coming up short against Ghanaian star Joseph Akbiko, Kenyan veteran Gabriel Oching captured the vacant WBO All-Africa Bantamweight title. That was this past Saturday night, March 5th. Oching, a former WBO international champion, defeated undefeated Tanzanian co-challenger Megbaruk Suleiman in explosive fashion in the main event of the Charter Hall in Nairobi, promoted by MNX Boxing Promotions. It was short but sweet as the two warriors went straight at each other from the first bell and traded bombs until Ochiang landed a perfectly placed left uppercut to the solar plexus of Suleimani, sending him down for the full count. Referee Francis Orlando waved it off at 159 of the first round, putting an end to the fight, which was never going to last long and only a matter of who landed the decisive blow first. With the victory, hard-punching Southpaw Ochiang improved his professional record to 28-1 with 60 knockouts since making his pro debut in 2009. Suleimani loses for the first time, dropping to 5-1-2 with five knockouts. Back across the pond, we'll go to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where an upcoming fight uh, has made some changes here. Due to an injury to Devar Fahadi, Ryan Adams has answered the call to face Kanil Wheeler in an eight-round super middleweight main event that will take place next Friday night. That's this Friday night, March 11th, at the Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Adams, who fights out of St. Louis, Missouri, has a record of 8-4-1 with six knockouts. The 27-year-old is a five-year veteran who has wins over Bobby Taylor, Demario Moore, Akil Frederick, and Kozim Bak Madarnov. Adams is coming off a loss to undefeated Elvis Figueroa on January 7th in Orlando, Florida. Wheeler, who fights out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, has a record of 6-1 and one with five knockouts. A three-year pro coming off his career best when he took a six-round split decision over previously undefeated Frederick Julian, who's 12-0, and 0, uh, on December 2nd in 2021 back in New York City. Elsewhere in the eight-round co-feature, Kenny Robles battled Neon Nelson uh, in a junior welterweight contest. Uh, Robles, 30 years old, fighting out of Staten Island, has a record of 8-1 with three knockouts. He's a five-year pro. And uh, his last outing, uh, he won a six-round unanimous decision over Isaac Luna on March 19th down in Tampa, Florida. Nelson, who's 31, he fights out of uh, Philadelphia, 14-5 and five with one knockout. The 11-year professional has wins over Corey Sloan, Esteban Rodriguez, and Jerome Rodriguez. Nelson's coming off a fourth-round stoppage defeat to undefeated Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Ramos on December 26th in L.A. That looks to be a good card, and if you're in the hood, check it out. Ricky Medina is going toe-to-toe against Armando Fuasto at the Scottish Rite Theater in San Antonio, Texas. That's taking place this weekend, the 12th of March. Prince Rance Boxing's undefeated featherweight prospect, Ricky El Castigo Mendina, who's 12-0 and 0 with six knockouts, will make his 2022 debut on March 12th against the toughest challenge to date, 
Armando Fuasto, who's 9-2-1 with five knockouts, as the two will do battle in San Antonio, and that's down in Texas, being held at the Scottish Rite Theatre, Medina versus Fuasto, a scheduled eight-round main event bout promoted by TMB Promotions. Quick little quote from Medina. I'm excited to be in an eight-round main event uh, against such a quality opponent. The goal is to face world-class fighters, and this is a Texas feud that I'm sure the fans will be excited about. We're more than ready to take on the best, and this is a step in that direction against a great opponent. Awesome. Elsewhere, across the pond in Newcastle, England, taking place on the 25th of March, Pat McCormack is going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Danny Mendoza. Olympian Pat McCormack will face Nicaragua in a position on his eagerly anticipated professional debut later this month. The exceptional GB amateur, who won silver medal at the Tokyo Games last summer, is scheduled to meet Danny Mendoza, who's 6-7 and seven with four knockouts, over six rounds in Newcastle on Friday, as I said, March 25th. There's a huge buzz about the pro debut of McCormack after a stellar amateur career that saw him secure Commonwealth Games gold and silvers at the World Amateur Championships and European Championships, as well as his Olympic medal from Japan. We are all incredibly excited about what the future holds for Pat McCormack, said Richard Schaefer, the president of ProBellum. Elsewhere, not Triple G. Janai Golovkin is going up against Ryota Murata in Japan. That's going to be held at the Satama Super Arena in Satama, in Japan, 9th of April, 2022. The long-talked-about middleweight showdown between Triple G and Japanese star Ryota Murata, which had been postponed from December 29th due to COVID restrictions in Japan, will finally take place on April 9th, as I say, at the Saitama Super Arena in Saitama. Uh, it was announced via press conference uh, on Wednesday. The, the Glovekin Murata fight is an IBFWBA middleweight title unification bout promoted by Taikan Promotions in association with Triple G Promotions and will be streamed live exclusively on the zone, excluding Japan and Kazakhstan. Uh, Golovkin, who's 41 1 and 1 with 36 knockouts from Kazakhstan, is the ring's number one rated middleweight, a position he has held for more than seven years. Murata, who's 16 and 2 with 13 knockouts, is currently Ring Magazine's number five rated middleweight. They boast a combined record at 57 3 and 1 with 49 knockouts. Wow. A winning percentage of over 93%, with 86% of their victories coming by way of knockout. Wow, what a great fight that is going to be. All right, elsewhere, let's go down to uh, Australia. The Gold Coast Convention and Exhibition Center in Broad, ba Broad Beach, Queensland, will be the site of a fight between Marius Breedis, who's 28-1 with 20 knockouts, and he's going to defend his IBF and Ring Magazine World Cruiserweight titles against undefeated mandatory challenger Jay Opataya, who's 21-0 with 17 knockouts, on Wednesday, May 11th at the Gold Coast Convention and Exhibition Center. As I said, that's in Broad Beach, Queensland. Bright has captured the IBF and Ring Magazine world titles when defeated Yunus Dorkitos. Nope, that's wrong. Dorticos in the final of the W, uh, the World Boxing Super Series in September 2020, becoming a three time world champion and cementing his position as a pound for pound star and the number one cruiserweight on the planet. Following a successful defense of his belts against German challenger Artur Mann in Riga in October 2021, the 37-year-old will now travel down under to face fast-rising Australian star Apatia 
on his home turf. The fight was originally scheduled for April 6th, but was pushed back after Bridie's contracted COVID. I'm looking forward to coming to Australia to defend my world titles, said Bridie's. I know my opponent, is, my opponent is a good boxer. He is a southpaw who is undefeated and has had a very decent amateur career. As always, I'll give my all in training camp and I'll come to Australia to show my best boxing. I hope me and Jai can put on a great boxing spectacle for the fans, and I'm sure they will. For his part, by the way, Sydney-born Southpaw Uptai is a decorated amateur who won a bronze medal at the 2012 Youth World Championships and has represented Australia at the 2012 Olympics and 2014 Commonwealth Gallant Games. Following his amateur success, the 26-year-old made his professional debut in 2015 and has earned his shot at brightest cruiserweight crown with an impressive run of 21 victories. Elsewhere, we see, uh, speaking of that clogged heavyweight division, the WBA Championships Committee has announced the purse bidding for the bout between world heavyweight champion Trevor Bryan and official challenger Daniel Dubois, which will be held on Monday, March 14, 2022. The bidding, which will be directed by Chairman of the Championships Committee, Carlos Chavez, will be held at 10 a.m. Eastern Time uh, through a Zoom platform. The WBA sent the communication to both parties with all the purse bid proceeds explaining the rules and conditions for this type of situation. Bryant must defend the title against Dubois after having received a special permission to face Jonathan Guidry last January. Dubois is the mandatory challenger because he has held the division's interim title when the Pioneer Body's World Title Reduction Plan kicked off. The American has a record of 22 wins, no losses, 15 knockouts, while Dubois has 17 wins, one loss, and 16 by knockout. And uh, quickly for the final story of the day, we see that Shapiro Sports and Entertainment has announced the signing of undefeated super featherweight Ramiro Casina. Casina, 22 years old, from Baja, California, has a record of 14-0-1 with 11 knockouts. Very good. Casina is married, managed by Legacy Sports Management. He said, I couldn't be more excited about signing with Shapiro Sports and Legacy. They have a great team that will get me the biggest fights I've been missing. I'm grateful for the opportunity to represent my country in Mexico, climb the rankings, and prove I'm here to stay. Hopefully I can fight Robson Cancheco, Jamal Herring, or any of the top names in my weight class. Uh, says Shane Shapiro, the president of Shapiro Sports Entertainment. I'm excited to bring Ramiro Casino into the family. At only 22 years of age, Ramiro has some great wins on his resume, and he always shows the hallmarks of a classic Mexican fighter that we all love to watch. Grit, determination, heart, and the appetite for a war. I'm ready to deliver him life-challenging opportunities here in the USA that all Mexican fighters seem to be built for. Fair enough. Good stuff. And we look forward to seeing Mike Orr at four for Knuckle Up. And thanks for joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. As I said, see you at four.